Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Dylan Vincent and Brandon Bishop. If you're a fan of the show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsor, specifically my health insurance practice. I can help anyone listening with health insurance. You need advice, in particular, if you have a family member or loved one who is going on to Medicare soon, that would be a great referral for me. Here are more details about the sponsors for the show. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by my nemesis, Brandon Bishop. This motherfucker. And we also have arguably the MVP of the night from last night. We have Dylan Vincent in the house. Dylan, how are you today? Doing well. Feeling good? A little sore, but... Feeling good, yeah. What was the? It's it kind of blurs together, but you go through a big fight like that. Did anything stand out in particular as being the most painful? Uh, he slammed me on my head pretty hard. I saw that one. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was guessing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's when I started catching myself too, and that's probably why my shoulder's sore because I didn't want him to slam me on my head again. I'm like, well, that probably shouldn't happen again. That's funny, or not funny, but. I shouldn't say that. Yeah, that's it's funny. pretty funny. Yeah, it's it's not in particular funny, but sometimes in the jujitsu room, I get used to doing some shit like, like I, I've done a guillotine where I'm mounted and I'm just real comfortable, like using my head as a kickstand, just boom. Oh yeah. And then like I'm, um, you shouldn't do that to children. <laughs> and then I was grappling one time in the back of a restaurant I worked in, and it was like concrete, and I did that, and I like about knocked myself out. Yeah, and I kind of thought the, I mean, it was my first time being in there, but the cage was, I was, well, it was pretty soft. Not when you bounce your head off it. Not, not as soft as the jujitsu mats. No. Um, eh. Here, could you put this a little closer to your mouth there? I always make that joke at the beginning, don't I, Brandon? That's Kelly's catchphrase. Hey, Just could the, you put this a little closer to your mouth? No, let me see here. Let me check the level. Still, could you say something? Hello, hello. Okay, yep, you're good. 
So big win for you. Uh, I said, have you rewatched the the fight tape yet? I have not. No, I got to commentate your fight. Yeah, that I did uh, see the replay of the finish, and uh, I got to hear you say I put on a clinic in jujitsu, and I was like, yeah. That was a jiu-jitsu clinic because it was like a wrestler versus a jiu-jitsu guy. I said after the first round that I thought you lost the first round. Yeah, I in my head, I was like, damn, I'm probably losing both of the first two. No, being that possible. I know you, sometimes when I'm doing commentary and I say something like that, like, well, Dylan lost the first round. I feel kind of like a dickhead. Like, I don't know. You know, you can you can sometimes rewatch it and you're like, well, maybe I was a little off. Or you got to really fucking pay attention to confidently put a stamp on the permanent video to say that round went that way and yeah, i said it after the first round i don't think you're being dishonest okay uh yeah. he slammed me on my head a few times and uh i really got tunnel vision trying to get a dead orchard arm bar but um i every time i got close to locking it in he just powered through it and i'm like damn it's funny because I was out in the audience, man, and I was calling. I was like, "Oh shit, he's going for Dead Orchard here," you know, because obviously being a Tenth Planet guy, I'm going to recognize that, you know. And I was like, "Oh shit, oh shit, he's going for oh fuck, oh he lost it, damn it." <laughs> yeah, uh, it would have been nice, but hey, I can't complain. Yeah, no, that was it was beautiful, man. That was one of the more exciting fights of the entire night. No, I, I would say that was, yeah. in my opinion, because you were the second round could have went either way. Okay, cool. Yeah. What did you think? You feel? I more, really more? thought I lost that one too. Okay, yeah. I uh, said after the second round, I said um, that could have went either way, type deal. Yeah. I was trying. I think if I remember correctly, I was trying to say to to Ben, like, "What do you think?" And he was like, ah, "I don't know," and it was something like that. I'd like to go back and watch it. Yeah. yeah. Because watching, doing the commentary and giving your analysis on it is kind of a... I wasn't expecting to do it last night, so I didn't really get to do my normal homework. Uh, but it puts you on the spot. You're like, you don't want to say some dumb shit. Yeah. Or you, you want to say as appropriate type stuff, analyzing it is possible. That guy was a tough wrestler. Yeah, uh, he was definitely strong. He hit hard, and his wrestling was very good. Uh, <laughs> but I still got jiu-jitsu to work, huh? I think we all do. I mean, you know, especially as MMA fighters, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't concentrate on just one aspect of MMA, like jiu-jitsu. Sure. And just be as good as what some jiu-jitsu guys are going to be. Mm. Um, but what you have to be is better than the guy you're fighting. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, you know, you're always going to be fighting guys at your level, whether it's, um, you know, whether their their skill levels are, I guess, in, in their attributes are in wrestling versus jujitsu or whatever, you know what I mean? But, uh, I mean, you showed that you were up to par last night for sure. That was, uh, thank you. Man. That was the Appreciate most exciting that. fight of the night, bro. I was awesome. on the edge of my seat the whole time. If I was even sitting down, I'm glad. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you guys liked it then. That's, that's cool. What did you know about your opponent headed into it? Where's he trained? Browns? Browns jujitsu in, uh, Columbus, Indiana, I believe. Okay. They have Jordan Gast, uh, fighting for the belt in Iowa. Oh, okay. Okay. At 135, so. You know who I ran into last night who's from somewhere in Indiana is Tyler Shipp. Do you guys remember him? Yeah. He he started out like 6-0 and or something, amateur, and he was like beastly. Yeah. And then he like had to get a new job, and he just hasn't fought since. I was wondering what happened to him. Yeah, and I saw him last night, and he looked good because when he first started his amateur career, I don't think it's Columbus, Indiana. I said to him, where are you at? And he said, somewhere in Indiana. I forget the name. But, um... He started out, he was like a super heavyweight, then he just started losing weight. He was still in high school. So now he's only like 23, and he hasn't fought in five years. 
or something like that. But he fought oh. like six times while he was a senior in high school, and he lost like 150 pounds or some crazy shit. Wow, he yeah. fought Nathan Pierce. Oh, cool. Um, I, I don't think I was around then. Yeah, that was before you. Yeah. Uh, but it'd be dope to see him back then. Yeah. No, that was kind of random to run into him. But I saw him, and I walked by him. I was like, is that Tyler Shep? And, I, you know, I don't want to just go up to some random guy, get my ass kicked or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's big. And then I walked by him a few times. That was fun. It's been a while since I've been to a show, but yeah. that was a really cool atmosphere. Speaking of big, you look like you've been juicing, bro. Yeah, I've been doing steroids. <laughs> I figured you have. I mean, you look big. He could Your tell. Your penis felt small. The cage. Your penis is small. Yeah. It's not working. I didn't think it was. I yeah, saw the steroids some, will do that. I saw some DMs between you and Paul Maskey. That was, I <laughs> did not plan on getting you know those going public. Yeah. No, he released those. You did screenshot them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I need to see those. Freedom of Information Act. You can go look them up. <laughs> um, speaking of my buddies from Gracie Jiu-Jitsu of Kentucky, um, you guys know who Tim Gar is. Unfortunately. I know of him. You know of him. Dylan, you've seen him at least online. Yeah. He sent me a, a, a pretty interesting audio message. Are I was going to play it online? I was going to see if, if we could listen. if With, with you guys' permission. Absolutely. Could we listen to that on air? Brandon, is that okay with you? Sure. Okay. Oh, God. Actually, it'll take me a minute here to connect my damn Bluetooth. And look, my mom was just asking me about how to listen to the Kelly Patrick show. <laughs> I, just, I just gave her the links, and now she's going to go hearing this episode and be like, what the fuck? You think she will? Well, I hide from it. She probably will, yeah. She probably will. So I'm going to tell her all the shit you were talking about her last night in the cage. <laughs> I was. Yeah, you were. You said something like, I almost choked you, and I was like, I forget something like, I'll, I'll choke your mom, <laughs> choke oh, your mother. And I looked over and Scott Elliott was right there. Yeah. Like We were like, saying all kinds of crazy shit. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah, I didn't say much to my opponent. No. We were pretty, I mean, everything was respectful. It was pretty cool. Even afterward and everything? You yeah, guys yeah. talk much afterward? I talked to his coach a little bit, um, but, you know, we hugged and said, I said thank you to him or whatever at the end, but. Oh, yeah. Classy sportsmanship. The opposite of you guys, you know. Yeah, fuck him. In all seriousness, let's take a look up and down the card. I'm going to get Frenchie. Zachariah Kamara will be on with us in about 15 minutes. Fuck yeah, man. I'll get the audio from Tim Gar. Surprise you guys with that once I get the the okay. blue ta- the Bluetooth figured out. Okay, cool. Uh, Dylan, did you get to watch much of the card under, other I, than I yours? really didn't. I watched most of Landon Crafton's fight. That was a good one, right before you. Yeah, um... I, those are the two fights I got to fucking commentate. Oh, yeah? That's dope. And I'm like, couldn't be any better. Yeah. Either of those fights. Right. Um, I think, but like I said, that's really the only one I got to watch. I got to watch Christian fight. Oh, yeah. And I got to watch the first, like, two minutes of your alls. Oh, yeah. That was the most boring shit all night. <laughs> our fight, yes. First two minutes, Kelly Ray. My whole goal, me. Brandon, with our match was to avoid letting you get my legs. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> and I did a good job. That was my whole goal. And I don't think at any point you really had my legs. Champion. You ran from me. You ran from me, though. I'm not, I have no shame dun, in that. Dun, dun. I had no shame in that. No, you were defensive. Hey, that was good. He pulled, he pulled a nice guillotine, if I recall correctly. Yeah, n- nice. That's the type of thing where you're on your back. It's nice. But if you don't get it, you're on your you're back. You're probably losing. Yeah, yeah, you're on your back. So you better it's fucking It's a dangerous get it. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fierce Brandon points. has good instincts with that. Like, he's trained MMA for a while. You know, Do you use a guillotine much, Dylan? 
I like the guillotine. You, you were yeah. attempting a, a arm in, and then you switched off to a regular. In yeah, the fight. I tried one, but he he wrestled out of mine pretty good too. But Brandon, instead of like panicking and trying to pull your head out, right? Which is like ideal if I'm attacking. I think you were like, you didn't have your arm over my shoulder or anything. You were just yeah, stayed strong, Shallow. strong neck, and you went into it yeah. like you were supposed to. So it was, yeah. although it looked like I had it wrapped up. I didn't really feel like it was... Uh, you had it pretty tight once, and I was kind of like, oh, shit, danger, danger, you know, and I really had to, like, work to get out of there. Right. I think and I then, may have tried them, like, three times. Yeah, I think there were three attempts, yeah. And then I tried one on YouTube. You did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I, then the rear naked choke also at one point. You were yeah. close to get a rear naked choke. Yep. I like him just on top of you smashing your face into the fence. Oh, yeah, we got a picture of that, yeah. <laughs> a couple times, let me think. I think I was trying to guillotine on you, Brandon, and Kinman, the ref, yeah. said something about, like, don't grab the fingers or something to that tune. And I was like, I, you know, you weren't, he wasn't, you weren't, like, defending grabbing my fingers or anything. I forget. There was some, I may have misunderstood what the ref said, but there was some talking going on where, you know, it didn't seem like anything was, like, happening that was. At one point, you were turtled, and I looked at the ref and kind of motioned like I was going to check your oil and like kind of look at. He's him got like, a good sense okay? of humor. Chris you know, Kinman kind of funny. laughed yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. He is funny, and I was like, "All right, at least he's cool." You know, he is cool. Do you know Chris Kinman very well? I do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty funny. He's been around for a while. Is he the one who refed your match, uh, Blondie? I think so. I think okay. so. Yeah, yeah. He was cool back when the back in the rules meeting seemed. Yeah. Um. So. How long have you been preparing, Dylan? This is the first Dylan Vincent centric episode. I what, what, where did you grow up at? Um, I, I, what brought you to being a cage fighter? How old are you? I'm 30 years old. I grew up in Clinton County, Albany, Kentucky, a little small town, but it is between the lakes, so that's kind of cool. Um, I actually went to school at UK, and then I got a job over here. And then I decided to quit that and work at my gym. And uh, I've been training roughly three years and five months. So you started at um, age 27, started training martial yeah. arts. Yes. No martial arts prior at all? Uh, not really. I had a boxing match when I was like 10, Oh, 12, okay, okay. But I, I really didn't. Like my trainer just told me I wouldn't remember anything, so left jab, left jab. Uh, and I got beat one time, but like... I don't know if that counts. I mean, that's something. Yeah, there was something. What prompted you to get into boxing at such a young age? Uh, I, I don't know. I always felt like I really wanted to fight, probably, but I wasn't allowed to. Um, well, if you weren't allowed to, how'd you get in the boxing ring? Yeah, my dad seen me lose once. He's like, well, I don't think it's for you. We probably shouldn't do that anymore. <laughs> um, but, uh, and, you know, watching UFC in the 90s, that was kind of cool. I always liked Chuck Liddell in the early UFC, but um, and I do feel like like I would never train. But <clears throat> one time there was cage fights at the fair. I was like, oh, maybe I should try it. But then my parents wouldn't let me. I was like seventeen, so they'd have to sign off anyway. Yeah. But then working an office job, I listened to a lot of Joe Rogan. I think that's really what tipped it over. I was like, you know what? Why, why not fucking try it? Yeah. So Joe Rogan kind of le yeah. led you toward it a little bit? Pretty, yeah, pretty much. As stereotypical as that sounds. Well, I mean, that's real. It happens. He inspires a lot of people. It was, it was Biggest the, media personality in the world. Okay. Yeah. That makes me feel a little better. He is. Have you ever met him? 
<laughs> no. Never seen him in person. Or you should have him on the show. Yeah, I'll probably I'll text him. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think he is the biggest media personality in the world. I think so. His shows get the most views and listens and all that stuff. And I felt like he was talking shit to me about working an office job and kind of dwindling away. Yeah, he does kind of speak directly to that a couple of times. You know? <laughs> It'll get you if you're the person sitting there in the cubicle going, oh, fuck, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> if it's all right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and play this Tim Gar audio. Brandon, are you ready for this? I hope so. Let's see. Just a moment. Let me make sure I've got the, the proper stuff linked up here. Okay. Wait a, wait a second, wait. <laughs> Shit, I gotta turn this audio off. Let me try something here. We here at the Kelly Patrick Show have a wonderful production team. It's a good thing we've got our shit together. Damn it, it's not working. I thought it would go through here. At one point it would. Here, I'll do it here. <laughs> Tim Gar's the best. Everybody appreciates Tim Gar's wisdom, don't they? No. Patrick, I don't know who your corner man was. He should have known this, and the referee should have known this too. But Brandon didn't submit you last night. He did not beat you. He's a brown belt, and you're just a purple belt. So he lost. <laughs> he technically lost because he's an upper rank, and he did not submit you. So your corner man and your referee should have known that and let him know that and embarrass him because he embarrassed himself. It should have been pointed out. <laughs> Brandon, th I, I just wanted to throw that out there, see what your thoughts are on that. Uh, he's certainly entitled to his opinion, but he's wrong. <laughs> it's okay. Tim always says that when I've always – Tim doesn't train anymore, which is sad, but every time I'd roll with him. Oh, did, did he get his blue belt and then quit? He did. Oh, Very no. typical. Yeah. Very yeah. typical Tim Gar. Very but typical But I'd always Tim be ahead, like a couple stripes or a stripe or so ahead of him in ranking. And – um if I'd roll with him, because he's like 6'3", 250, so he's not real easy to fuck up. Got to go real hard. Some rounds I wouldn't get him. Yeah. And he'd always be like, well, just so you know, you have three stripes on your blue belt, so I, I won that round. <laughs> okay. He's giving so himself that's a handicap. Been his, it's always been his, his, his logic. Okay. Yeah, giving so you the handicap. Handicap, yes. Okay. Well, I don't know. We didn't like add up what the points could have been if we were counting points, but uh, correct, it would have been a it would have, it would have been a landslide. It would have been. You up. Would yeah. I got any points? Yeah, you got a sweep on me. Okay, or was that a reversal? What was it? Was it a sweep? I want to rewatch it. I haven't watched it. I haven't seen it either. I don't know if it was a sweep. I ended up on top. I think you were. Um, I need to rewatch it. Yeah. Somehow I did end up on on top at one yep. point. Yep. And in hindsight. I'm surprised when you kind of were sitting down. I'm surprised I didn't go into your guard and work on passing more. I was really waiting for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, But my thought was avoid fucking him getting my legs. I know you got some entries with that shit. I got some really good entries with that shit. And you look like a pussy running for me. Didn't look like a pussy when I had you my did. arms raised. <laughs> He's like Al Jermaine Sterling. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> Sadly, I kind of like Al Joe. What? I think he wins. Oh, really? He beats Dillish. Y'all come on now. Really? I've interviewed Al, or uh, it, I've messaged Al Jermaine Sterling like five times requesting an interview, and he's read my message. And oh. He just leaves me on read. Damn. But he keeps reading them. <laughs> Keep shooting your shot, Kelly. Let me take a look here. It's pretty funny. Message so, me. <laughs> when you're constantly shooting for episodes, 
it's like a, it's an interesting deal here. No, look, two of them. Back in May of 2020, he read it. And then in June of 2021, he read both of them. He hasn't read my third message. Oh, third time's a charm. So what, what no, are some I of the, the other? the third one on February 18th. What did they say? What, no, what are some, some of the other big names that you've been shot down by? I fucking message everyone. <laughs> what do you mean? The people that I've got on the show that are relatively big names, those are who I've gotten. You can assume I've messaged everybody else. Oh, okay. Bill Cosby. Again. Bill Cosby would be good. I have messaged OJ. <laughs> I tweeted at OJ quite a bit, trying to get him on. That'd be a good one, wouldn't it? Yeah. I would listen. You would listen. Tanya Harding? That'd be good. Yeah. You know, the most fucked up episode I did was there's this cop who got at the protests in July or something of 2020. He beat up a protester. And two days before he went into prison, he came on the podcast. Ooh, nice. spicy. Yeah. He's in prison now. He was pretty nice. <laughs> And I expected that it was going to be that he beat up a black guy. But when I got on air, I was, I was talking to him. He beat up a real liberal little white guy. Racist. I was You're like, racist. oh, what the hell? And he pointed out that they, they said it in the news like they purposely kind of left out the oh, race thing, almost yeah. making it seem like it was, uh, you know, a, a minority he'd beat up. But <laughs> it was an interesting one. That was probably the... the um, riskiest episode i've done i think yeah because you turned that's down while we're having frenchie on later <laughs> frenchie's a good one yeah. <laughs> you turned down katrina i did turn down katrina powell is that what you mean yeah yeah katrina powell do you know who that is dylan i'm not sure no. the, the louisville basketball team won the national championship in 2013 okay and then it came out that they had like been paying strippers to bang these like kids that's right. Yeah. That's and the right. main stripper is this girl named Katrina Powell. And she said she would come on the show with me. Man, that's a lost opportunity. I know. That's what yeah. I said. I don't think my wife would be real big on it now. But when I declined <laughs> it before, that wasn't the reason. Mm. It was like. You were just scared. I was scared. I was actually on the AM FM radio at the time. So it was a little different. Uh, have to be more PG. I guess so. PC. PG, PC, all the boring stuff. Pussy. All right, so let's see here. Um, I didn't end up watching the main event even. Trent not won. What happened? I got to watch a little bit of that, but um, I felt like he was winning on the feet probably. But again, I, I just kind of spotty watched it. But uh, then the other guy, he had some hard, hard kicks. That actually floored him a few times, and then he would get on top. So I think it was was it a split decision? Yes. Okay. Split decision. Yeah. Twenty nine, twenty eight. Yeah. Big win for Travis Hudson. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, that was a, a hell of a fight for him too. For some reason, the amateur shit is like the coolest. To be honest, seeing Travis Hudson start out zero and two, and then work real hard, not be a bitch, yep. get back in the gym, keep working, and now he won is super cool. That is yeah. dope. Right? It's corny. That's how my career started, too. Oh, yeah, you I were 0-2 at okay. first, and then yeah. I got my third one was my first win. Uh, but, yeah, man, I mean, he worked hard. He never gave up. He had two tough opponents going into it, so it's not like he was a pushover anyway. You know yeah. what I mean? But the amateur game has changed a lot from back in the day whenever, you know, these guys were coming in with gym shorts on and they didn't have any cornermen 
Yeah. They didn't come in from a gym training or anything. They just, you know, were random dudes off the street that had no idea how to fight. And then the entertainment came from just two people out there slugging it out. But the amateurs nowadays, man, well-polished, yeah, well-rounded yeah, yeah. fighters, fight man. It's a good example. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I it's mean, like, uh, these are two amateur debut fighters. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You you can't tell that they're debut at all. Back in the day, that could have been a pro fight. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks very clean. Definitely a clash of styles. So, almost more old school in a way. Yeah. You could tell it was wrestler versus uh, BJJ guy. Yeah. But Kelly, please. It's very rude. Could you turn your phone down? Jesus. You think you would know this? You would think I You would think I do. Yeah. I fucked up some big interviews, to be honest. <laughs> I have. I interviewed Joe Jorgensen, who I voted for for president in 2020. I interviewed her in like August of 2020, so shortly before the vote. You voted in November, and I kind of fucked the audio up. So if you go back, and I mean, it wasn't. Nobody really even liked her, but I kind of fucked, right. fucked up the audio. Lessons learned. Lessons learned, yeah. <laughs> Did we ever fuck it? You were with me on the radio for a while, Brandon. How long? Yeah. Uh, about a year. Okay. Did we fuck anything up there? Any, any All kinds con- of shit. Almost every day, yeah. Okay, but uh, any, like, um, edgy, controversial stuff? Marcus would call in. Marcus <laughs> called in. Were you there one time? Marcus, this yes. guy called in, and he revert to... He said something borderline racist on oh, yeah. air. Like, what the hell? Yeah. And then some woman called in real mad. Were you there when that happened, <laughs> Brandon? So. Yeah, dump, dump, don't hit the dump button. Yeah. Marcus would purposely <laughs> call in. This guy that I've known for years used to work with a restaurant in a restaurant, he would call in, just try to say, under fake names, yeah. call in and say crazy shit, just try to, like, get me in trouble, basically. It wasn't the nicest thing I've ever seen. You have great friends, Kelly. Apparently. Kept me on my toes, because I was the one screening the calls, and I didn't know these people. So, so in a way, that was... used to hear their voices and be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, being on the AM, FM radio, in a way, was really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The podcast has more pros to it. Of course. Yeah. Overall, but on the AM, FM radio, the element that some random fucking person could call in, and they did. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, you got the, the phone boards lit up and people calling in, and then you patch them on, and there's no telling what they're going to say, you know what I mean? So You should bring it back. That would be cool, and I think yeah. we probably could. Yeah. Very sad. Um, you, if you remember Doug Wolverton. Yeah. The guy who worked there. Yeah. The reason through Corona that we had to stop recording, mm-hmm. we had to stop going in studio because De- Doug technically lived there. Right. He ended up passing away. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't so know he's that. Not, he's not there anymore. Wow. But they're still in studio. Uh, you, you, have you heard that story, Dylan? I tell people this all the time. My name's Ryan Dugan. In 2010, my buddy Phil Denny, who I went to high school with, Said, you got to meet, I'd always want to get into sports radio. You got to meet my buddy, Dugan Ryan. He owns a local sports radio station. My name's Ryan Dugan. I meet Dugan Ryan. He's like, nice to meet you. He's like 6'7", played college basketball. Real nice guy. Um, but we got to become friends. And so I started hosting a show on his station. And at the time, he was hosting a show too. So I started going by my middle name. Oh, okay. So Dugan Ryan still owns 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. You went to a Christmas party at his house with me. Yep. Yep. Very nice guy. Yeah, super nice guy. Still running the show over there. The Big X. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of a lot of fun. I would always make a live video and, and uh, let people kind of see how the, the show runs because I was doing the producer work, you know what I mean? So I would put us to commercial and run the mics and patch people on and stuff like that. So uh, it was a cool experience mm-hmm. for me. Zachariah Kamara, are you there with us? 
Yes, yes, sir. All right, let me see. Can, there we go. That sounds good. We have Dylan Vincent and Brandon Bishop in the house. Zach, can you see us? What's up, man? Yes, sir. What's good, man? What up? We appreciate you joining us. I always appreciate your expertise when it comes to analysis, Zach. So if, mm-hmm. it, if it's all right, could we start out with Dylan Vincent's fight? He's got a couple. He's, he's working off a couple. Got a little mouse under his eye. Got a sore shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Nose is a little sore. Didn't you like to admit your opponent yesterday? Yeah, I got him in the third. Hmm. God. <laughs> yeah, I think. Did you? Didn't you like pull guard or something? Uh, I didn't really pull guard. He slammed me a lot. Um, that's no, usually how. I, yeah, that's usually how it got to the ground. But I did play guard quite a bit in the fight. Um. See. Yeah. I knew I wasn't tripping. Well, I didn't really hear him. What's that? What, what was that, Zach? No, I said I knew I wasn't tripping. Like, I kind of like remember his fight, but yeah. I was busy like eating and stuff like that. So you may not have caught that one the most. If you look back on the fights last night, Zach, yeah. off the top of your head, does one stand out to you? Other than Brandon and I's, I's grappling match, which was just thrilling. Uh, <laughs> Other than like that man. one, you can't choose that one. You have to choose another. What would it be? I mean, you had the main event, Trent Norton versus uh, freaking, what's his name? William Connor Jr. Yep, Trent Knott yeah, t- came out with the big Tussle win. Connor. Yep, so all of a sudden, Trent Knott's in one and 1-0 is a pro super cool. What was your analysis of that fight, Zach? So, Trent Norton did, like, a good job at, you know, landing, like, leg kicks, but he also was getting hit a lot with leg kicks as well. His last fight, he did lose mainly because, you know, he was getting hit a lot in the legs, but, and I thought he was going to fix that by, like, checking more kicks, but it seems like maybe he tried in practice, but the issue still hasn't been, like, fixed. So, like, for his next fight, I'd like to see him, like, either check leg kicks or get out of the way when they come through. Okay. All right. Um, moving right along, I'm going to try to recreate this card. Did you see, let me see here, Todd Pickett versus Elijah Woodruff. Did you happen to catch that one? I think he got submitted quickly. Like, he just, like, rushed him in, body lock, took him down, and took them out of something, right? Pretty much. Todd Pickett moved to 2-0 and with a, a, a rear naked choke of Elijah Woodruff. That's, I've been able to tra- train with Todd now for, like, six years. He is tough as shit. Oh, yeah. So now he's 2-0. and Um Beat a guy, Woodruff, who's 3-3. Three and three. That was a big step up in competition for Todd. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens going forward cool. for someone like Todd Pickett. That's the thing. If you're an amateur, and Zachariah, you have, you have um, got to deal with this. You're like, okay, I'm an amateur. 1-0. 2-0. 3-0. No. And then it starts turning into, okay, th- who's the baddest fucking amateur in the country? You ended up getting them in Seth Schaefer, right? Yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> right? So ultimately, if you keep winning, you get to just fight the baddest motherfuckers in the world. <laughs> that's pretty, the goal, right? That's the goal, pretty quickly. But that's kind of what happened with you, right, Zach? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. I'm watching your fight right now, Dylan, and it seems like there was like a lot of like scrambles going on. And then, like, you know, every time like you're trying to like, get back up, he kind of like, like right now he's taking your back. 
but like you're doing like a good job, you know, standing up, but he gets the slam right back. Yeah. Maybe try to like, you know, get your hips out a little bit more as you're standing up. Yeah, maybe. You know, you don't want him to be like hip to hip. I, I figured that you, out when uh, I was staring at my feet while I was flying through the air. <laughs> <laughs> a couple highlight reel level throws. Yeah, he got a nice hip block. Yeah. Went over he did try to go for the buggy choke. Yeah. I thought yeah. you were going to get it. It was fairly tight, but he he was wrestled out. How did he defend that? Uh, he put his arm in my throat. That's right. For, his forearm way. in your throat, really. Yeah. yeah. That's a good way to do it. It worked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So Zach is actually watching Dylan's fight as we speak. I love it. Zach, you continue with what you're seeing here. Oh, uh, yeah. He gets the, um, well, he's showing for the buggy choke, and then he's still, like, on bottom, kind of, like, defending, trying to, like, scramble his way back up. And now he tries a little judo thrip. I mean, I give it, like, a 2.5 stars out of 5. <laughs> but, you know, he, he got the takedown. So that's cool. Hey, I really wanted to choke off that takedown, but uh, that also didn't happen. He wrestled his way out of that one as well. Yeah, well, he was kind of like leaning to the side, so it was kind of hard to like get it. How many different submissions did you attempt? Uh, That's the question, because you really were doing like, uh, I'll try this, I'll try that. I don't know how many of them you were like. I've, I think th- at least five. I think I got. Which ones were they? Let's name them. I definitely tried uh, arm bar. I tried the guillotine. I tried the buggy choke. Um, I got him with the rear naked choke. But I tried a couple of variations of, of the arm bar too. So I, that, I count that as a fifth one. Were you trying any type of Oma Plata type thing? Or oh, any? yeah, I did. I, at one point, I did try to roll for Oma Plata. It, but it, he wrestled back into me. I'm, I'm right that you at least threatened that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barely. <laughs> okay. I did try. So, so five submission attempts. You got him in a crucifix position right now, but then he gets back up, and now he goes for the guillotine. Yeah. I think that's close to the end. I don't like going for, like, that many submissions during a fight. I just feel like if I don't have it within, the, like, the first 10 seconds, I just let go and try to work on something else. Like, a lot of, like, people, when they fight, they try to, like, get that one submission and you just, like, wasting your energy, kind of. Not talking about trans-specific, because you just, like, transitioning. Now you're, like, trying to, like, go to, like, a triangle type of, uh, what's it called, transition. But, like, a lot of people, they just stay on a triangle that they know is not there at all. So, or any other submission, really. Yeah. I, I kind of. I definitely wanted one, but I, I did try to mix it up. That was probably the goal going in. Hopefully, I get a submission. And then, boom, you got him. You're a naked choke. And I'd say it was definitely, like, a good fight. And he was, like, winning a lot of the transitions. I feel like he had better wrestling, but you had better jujitsu. Yeah. I think that's... So, yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. So, your jujitsu was better than... His and that's why you won, so that's cool. Now BJJ does work. <laughs> BJJ <laughs> does work. Now that was a third round finish, Dylan. Uh, of course, you have plenty of footage to go back and study. Yeah. Um, in particular, anything off the top of your head you're thinking you want to work on? Uh, I, after I throw a combo, I left my right hand go down, and that's why he caught me in the nose. Uh, 
that didn't feel good. Who and told you about that? I'd remember that. One. Okay. And uh, <laughs> no one had to tell you that wasn't. Yeah, that was in the very first round too, and it was like, but it all felt surreal to me actually, like actually being on the other side of the fence or whatever. And then um, it felt kind of like a dream, but then he hit you in the face, and it's like, okay, we're fighting. Yep. <laughs> I really wanted to punch Kelly in the face last night. You did kind of faint a couple yeah, punches at me. I really wanted to. He did. Did you see that, Zach? I thought he almost had to kick you at some point with like a push kick. Or I was something. gonna, yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, it, it's he, so look, man. They, you know, in grappling, you can push somebody with your hands. Why can't you push somebody with your feet? That's fair. There is a fine line. Like if I were to run up and grab your neck. Right. Could almost be a slap. Right. I wasn't kicking you. I was pushing you away with my foot, but you moved anyway. So <laughs> I was I was gonna try and kick you out of the door. All right, Kelly was going for that guillotine uh, like two, three times. I thought he was gonna get it. That's all he's got, yeah. But no. He he felt very weak and very, very uh, weak. yeah, very fragile when he was going for it. You so. haven't been eating your protein, um, Kelly, what's going on? I've been doing a lot of steroids, but I, I I don't think they're doing exactly what I was hoping they would do. I mean, you're the lion, so it's like you're <laughs> eating meat. So there is no reason why Brandon is saying that you're you're weak. Like you should be feeling like a, a monster, you know. I'm a lion, but I'm a gentle lion, and I didn't want to humiliate Brandon. Uh, so vegan lion, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I I was just pretending to go for those guillotines. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Hey, just remember about Tim Gar's logic. Yeah, Tim logic. Gar for the record. Tim Gar. Did you hear that audio, uh, Zach? Tim Gar what came on. I don't know. Are you familiar with who Tim Gar is? He's active in the Kelly Patrick Show group. Have you ever seen him? Yeah, I see him say like a lot of like stuff. You know, he's like fucking around. And stuff. Very classy individual. <laughs> the epitome of classy. He says that because I'm a purple belt. And Brandon is a brown belt. I technically won because Brandon did not submit me. I won. Thoughts? Uh, I mean, <laughs> technically, like, that's how most people look at it. Like, let's say, like, you go to your gym and you don't get submitted by, like, a black belt or something like that. They'll be like, yeah. Like, yeah, maybe I didn't get the submission. Like a personal victory. I didn't get submitted, so I did good. But also... For the most part, he was on top, you know. Trying true. To For points, it would have been. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. True. So, if it was like a point system, maybe Brandon would have won. If it were a point system, it would have. Maybe I would have adjusted my style. I don't even know. I'd have probably still been going for the finish. So I don't know if I can know, to be honest. I mean, I mean, what's the next step, man? I feel like the people are going to request an MMA fight now. They're talking about maybe match, matching me up with a grappling match against Rooster. I saw that. Ooh. The promo. He's big. He's like six foot six. I think he would take yeah. you. Maybe. I think he would. Honestly. I don't know. I would do it. I, I would do that. Would fun. you? Sure, yeah. We, I'm going to have to message He says you. that he wrestled a lot in, in high school. <laughs> uh, I mean, between what he says and what I see, I don't know. <laughs> Zach, we're, we're, what do you think of the Roosters in cage fighting ability? Zach. I mean, let's let's be honest here. I going off what I see on YouTube, it's the style, the punches, it's horrible. <laughs> Does he have any redeeming qualities? Anything he's good at? I mean, A good crazy eye. Maybe I mean, what? Maybe he's tough, and I mean, maybe he's tough. Yeah, but that's about it. 
he needs to like sharpen a lot of things up, you know. I think he's done a couple kicks that look like he he <laughs> that one Cameron Kailball guy. I interviewed him right before, <laughs> and um, then Rooster fought him and kicked him in the head real hard, fucked him up pretty good. Yep. And then he had to go to the emergency room. And then Rooster immediately sends me a message on Facebook that night saying, "Good work, Kelly." And he called me. He called me retard. <laughs> and he said, "Good work, retard. Your boy's in the emergency room now." <laughs> he said, "Your boy's in the emergency room." So Rooster tried to blame it on me. The Cameron Callball was in the emergency room. You know what, man. I think I think I'm turning a new leaf for Rooster. I really I think I like him. I've been giving him shit. But, I've tried you know, to like him. He won't accept my friend request. Yeah, but he, won't, he won't come on the show. But that's what's making me like him though. Is that <laughs> okay. he doesn't like you. <laughs> Are you Facebook friends with him? Not yet, but I'm about to send him a fucking request. Adam, I bet he'll accept you. All right. I shit. bet he will. And I'm gonna I'm gonna request that he listen to this episode. That's fine. He so, won't. So he'll he'll hear <laughs> yeah, Frenchie talking he shit. You he'll hear you, Frenchie. Oh, Frenchie, you nervous? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Frenchie, what's next for you? I got a fight coming up November fifth in Iowa. So for the B two fight, okay, the B two fighting series one seventy seven. November 5th, Abbas Abbasov. What can you tell us about your opponent? So I looked him up. He's actually another judo guy. And uh, that's all I can really say. Like, he's just a judo guy. He's tough. And apparently he's from, like, when they were introducing him, he's from, like, the Republic of Dagestan or something. So, you know, if you're from Russia, apparently you can wrestle, yeah. Sure, and he's also fighting out of Minnesota, in all seriousness. That's wrestling country. So you're no foreigner to, to um, wrestling. You still do – are you able to show your hand at all? Do you still wrestle in maybe some college wrestling rooms? Uh, yeah, almost all the time. I'd say, like, we're wrestling <laughs> almost like all the time. every week. Okay, yeah. Not a bad thing. And then I think it was just last week I went up to my – I went up to my uh, old college and wrestled there for like an hour. So, so yeah. Wait, wait one second, uh, Frenchie. Can you hear me? I'm having a little bit of connection issues. How's your connection there, Frenchie? My connection is fine. Is it okay? Okay, so I think I can hear you now. So you've been wrestling. Um, is this guy Orthodox or Southpaw? You're Southpaw. He's orthodox. Okay. So, of course, you have a... He's listed at five foot eight. Frenchie, how tall are you? 5'11". 5'11". So, you got the height and, I assume, the reach advantage. Are you able to tactically talk to yeah. us about what, what type of preparation or game plan you have going in or or any any pointers yeah. there you can tell us about? I think I'm just going to try to go out there and maybe kickbox and if he should grapple... Maybe I'll take him down and go from there. It's really like whatever is there. He's going with the flow. How far? Anywhere it goes, I don't really think it matters. Okay. Arguably the biggest test thus far in your career, you think, on paper? Nah, I don't think so. But maybe. Okay. Um, Frenchie, how far did you run today? 
10 miles. 10. It's nothing. <laughs> what's uh, what's the farthest you've run recently? Maybe like 20, 21 miles, something like that. And that was within the past week? No, nah, that was within like the past month or something like that. Okay. It's interesting how people can be so good at MMA in very different ways. Yeah, I'm not big on running. No, not not big on running. Brandon, you big on running? Uh, I when I've got a event coming up, I do three miles a day, but it's minimal just to kind of because it takes about twenty thirty minutes, so it just kind of blows my lungs out. You know. So does that mean you were running three miles a day preparing for me? Uh, I did a couple of times. Did you? Okay, I did okay, a couple of times. Okay. Yeah, uh, but other than that, I didn't train for you at all. Yeah, you train more jujitsu than you normally do. No. You did not? No. Okay. No. okay. I, I did. wanted to. Admittedly, I did. Yeah. No, I... And I I'll skipped be, all my boxing and kickboxing classes. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be dead-ass honest. I really wanted to train more than I was able to, but I really could not make it in hardly any more than my regular schedule. I hit a couple of extra drills here and there for about an hour, but I wasn't able to do a whole lot, and I was kind of frustrated at the, at the little amount of training that I was able to get in because... It's been a long time since I was able to prepare for anything, you know what I mean? So, like, I wanted to take it a little bit more seriously than I was able to, but I knew you were a bitch, so I wasn't too worried. I, I went into kickboxing. I did go into kickboxing this past Thursday before our match, and you were going to, you had told me you were going to maybe be in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they said you were going to be coaching. There's a female there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, I was saying to some people, <laughs> he was going to come in here and just... He was going to prepare for me against a female. <laughs> it's not going to work for him. You know, I was trying to sound real chauvinistic. Yeah. Probably sound like a big dickhead. Yeah. No, what was funny is I was telling her that she was a good training analog for you. That's okay. why I was bringing her in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Zach, appreciate you joining us for the episode. Um, did you catch any of the other matchups? Maybe Chris Bagley out of AFS 10th Planet Richmond. Do you happen to see that one? Maybe I have, but I don't remember the face. Okay. I got the pay-per-view because I wanted to watch uh, Armani versus uh, Landon Crafton. Okay, tell me about that fight. Landon Crafton also fights out of AFS 10th Planet. Analyze that fight. I got to commentate that. That was a fucking good one. Tell me about it. So, I mean, they're both, like, very composed. Uh, it seemed like they both knew, like, what they were doing. From... Um, Landon Crafton's side, he did what he was supposed to do, you know, countering, and he caught him with, like, a couple good ones. The issue with Armani was he was um, throwing the same punch over and over, which was, like, the right counter hook. And he should have been more busy with maybe body kicks and leg kicks just to, like, score points, kind of, because I felt like this fight, that's kind of, like, how it went. It was whoever threw more that was going to win. And even though, like, London Crafton, his shots were more, like, it had more impact. But, yeah, he did a good job. And at the end, you know, he got the, like, final punch in and they just stopped the fight. You are familiar with Armani? Yeah, that, yeah, I'm familiar with him. That's actually, like, one of my best friends. He, uh, we used to, like, wrestle in, like, high school together. And he is, like, a freaking good wrestler. I think he went, like, undefeated. And since he used to only weigh, like, 100 pounds, he would have to, like, wrestle people that are, like, 120 pounds and heavier. And he would still go out there and just whoop their ass. So 
he has like very good folk style wrestling. It's hard to like keep him down like on the floor. And you wrestled in high school with him? Yeah, we wrestled for like a little bit before they took like the wrestling team away, the high school wrestling team away. What weight class did you compete at mostly? I was just like in the wrestling room wrestling, but I never like competed, but oh, okay. I probably would have wrestled at like 130, 133 maybe. Okay. Um, did you happen to see any of the other matchups? Um, Matt Harrison against AJ Jenkins. Uh, yeah, I, I saw uh, Liam Harrison versus, uh, what's his name, Christian Floyd. Oh, yeah, yeah, what about that? Dylan's teammate. What did you I think mean, of that fight? It was a good fight. Um, the thing with Liam is, like, whenever he uh, fights, first off, he always brings the crowd, no matter where he is, like, he has like a hundred people just like screaming and supporting him. So that's good. But as far as like his style, I feel like he needs to work on more like conditioning and like setting up his wrestling. Like he has very good wrestling because he come up to like vision sometimes. Like his wrestling is like pretty good. But when he gets like tired and stuff like that, he just bends over, try to like raise the leg and there is no setups at all. Christian's able to like use his BJ and all that good stuff. He almost finished a triangle in the first round, but he ran out of time. Christian had he showed like some good boxing, picking him apart with like a few like good combination, and that's how he won the fight. I think it was like a tough matchup for him, even though uh, Christian has been like like what. Two, three years, maybe two. He did like a good job, honestly. It says Liam is only 20 years old. That's super young. That's super young. He can still get like a bunch of amateur fights and maybe get a belt or something, but there's some work to be done, I guess. All right. Well, Zachariah Kamara, we really appreciate you joining us for your analysis of the card last night. Before we wrap things up, do you have anything you'd like to mention? Not really, no. I don't have anything to say. <laughs> he said, I messaged him earlier and he said, I said, you want to come on? In about half an hour, he said, I just woke up. I was like, you always seem like you just woke up. <laughs> That's true, though. Like... I'm always somehow sleeping. <laughs> Do you work at night? No, I work during the daytime. Okay. You just Even take at work like I fall asleep, so <laughs> Okay. Just, just in the break room, you know. You have like a low resting heart rate, maybe? I don't think it has anything to do with it, but Maybe. I, I mean you seem it. pretty chill during your fights, right? I don't yeah, ever see you get I mean, real hyped up. You don't ever I don't think I've ever seen you pissed off. One time, actually, no, I did an episode I, with you and Trey, and you guys were a little heated at each other. You remember that? It was it was barely. It was just for him getting to his his emotions, but you know, okay. it's Trey being Trey. So okay, all right. Well, I don't like getting like excited or okay. And just quick note, I don't like getting excited or stuff like that just because it just trains me. Like, legitimately, 
if I get excited or hyped, I literally get tired and have to go to sleep. Okay. All right. Well, good stuff. Zachariah Kamara, really appreciate you joining me. Have a good one, man. I look forward to speaking with you soon. Thank you. Later, brother. See you, man. Yes, sir. Zachariah Kamara, always a good guest. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his, man. He's fucking good. Yeah. And he loves loves analyzing MMA, too, which is yeah. cool. Have you watched much of his fights, Dylan? Yeah, I've watched a few of his. Um, he does look good. He looked good. In, last was his pro debut in Louisville, right? Um, last was his pro debut. Yep. And uh, he looked good in that fight. He had a very good uh, judo throw on the dude. It felt like he ticked him off just a little. And then he threw the piss out of him. So He's got that nice wrestling and judo uh, foundation. It's difficult to... Um, to compete with someone with that type of foundation, right? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, you can do it. He's also very long, and his striking's good. I, True. So, he's like, he's a problem, for sure. Oh, Zach, at 135, yeah. being 5'11", and yeah. being Southpaw, I would say he's like a epitome of a matchup nightmare, right? Yeah. yeah. And a judo and college wrestling experience. I mean, I don't think he's, he hasn't competed in college wrestling. But right. he, he's constantly in college wrestling rooms, and he competed in judo all th- as a kid. That's that's uh, he's a tough guy. That's a pretty significant matchup problem. Makes me wonder, like, what type of ceiling someone like that would have. Right. Ho- hopefully, it goes far. He should if he keeps it up. His last fight of his amateur career. <clears throat> let me see here. He he TKO'd that dude. Seth Schaefer, but yeah, he. Or was it... He caught him... Seth Schaefer caught him with, like, one or two really good punches and fucked his jaw up, but... Broke his jaw, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, he fought through it. Yeah, yeah. Kamara dominated, so it was, like, a unanimous decision. Clear oh, victory. I thought, he, I thought he got him at the end. But, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, it was a, a unanimous decision victory, but... That's pretty cool. Appreciate Kamara coming on to analyze the, the card with us. Any other fights we haven't talked about? What I was thought, your take on Christian's fight, actually? I, uh... It was back and forth. I'm always more nervous when I watch my friends fight. It seems like it's kind of funny, but probably true. Um, like, I don't know. I thought it could go either way. It was a split decision. But, like, at the very end of the fight, they had to carry Liam out. And Christian was able to do the interview and hop up with his fr- his fans and stuff. So, I'm like, that. who won the fight if that's the outcome? So, mm-hmm. I think they picked the right one. Okay. Who cornered you, Dylan? Uh, in my corner was Phil, of course, Philip Parkins, and I, uh, Troy Bennett was in my corner, and it was his first time. He uh, teaches noon class jiu-jitsu at our gym, and uh, I feel like I had the most one-on-one training with him, so I thought it was cool to – my first in the cage, his first time cornering. Uh, you know Troy a little bit, right? I do, yeah. I do yoga with uh, Troy, my mom, and my wife and I do yoga Hot Yoga Louisville, yeah, and Troy and his, his wife, mostly his wife, does a lot of yoga. She's there about every day. He comes every once in a while, but I was in the uh, locker room one day, and somehow we got, I forget how, somehow we started talking. Yeah, he, Troy's cool, man. He He's pretty intense, too. I think that's why we get along a lot, but like at one point, he was taking ice baths like every day for 60 days in a row or something, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's on the mats at 45 doing it. Oh, um, he's forty five. Yeah. Oh shit. Very so, cool. uh, so that's cool to see. 
uh, I think he's a good role model, you know. Sure, it seems like a real good guy. His uh, wife too. Good, good people. I haven't really met his wife, but uh, Allison. Yeah, but yeah, I would imagine. I mean, she has to put up with Troy. So yeah, did he seem to enjoy cornering? I think so. He 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 thanked me for the experience and all that. But I mean, it was cool to have him there. I I would I enjoyed it myself. Uh, Phil can get pretty animated in the corner sometimes. I was not paying attention to him, what he was saying to you during the match. Let's hear about it. Yeah, uh, actually, going into the third, he gave me a real cool pep talk. Uh, I think Aaron Allen actually posted it on uh, Instagram, maybe. But it was a really dope moment because, like, um, preparing for this fight, I kind of did a lot of jiu-jitsu competitions uh, three weeks before and two weeks before. Okay. Um I was in like nine divisions in two weeks, um, so I think that did help me get the jitters out of the way. Um, I'm pretty bad about getting nervous even before jujitsu matches, which I mean, you know, no one likes to lose even in a jujitsu match. So, um, but I do feel like that helped. And then uh, all day, one of the times in Fuji, um, I went through five divisions and I got silver, 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 silver. And then the very last match of the day, I finally won a gold. And uh, he, like, used that as motivation. Like, oh, we know you can do it. Uh, You did it, blah, blah, blah. And then I went out there in the third and got it done. So it was was really cool. Um, You have competed recently, as recent as just a few weeks ago in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I didn't do the – well, the Saturday before I didn't. But but the Saturday before that and the one before that, I competed in jiu-jitsu, yes. Um, how would you compare the nerves stepping into the cage versus uh, a jiu-jitsu match? I actually, I felt it was, uh, I had to war- warmed up more for stepping into the cage. Um, but I, they're different, but I think going through it, though, it it helps. Like competing in some sort to try to get the nerves out if if you have those problems. Like I am have a little anxiety, so it's like, but... Part of that's why I wanted to get in the cage anyway. It's like, well, you know, work through anxiety the hard way. Don't be a bitch. Right. <laughs> did you have any nerves going into the cage, Kelly? Um, honestly, I didn't feel like I did, but I'm sure I know I did. Like, because afterward I was like, um, my heart was kind of, you know, I don't know, elevated or whatever. When I was leaving in the parking lot, I was trying to pay for my parking <clears throat> And, like, I was so jacked up, like, I couldn't even fucking think. I was, like, trying to get my credit card in there, and I think I was putting it in the wrong thing. It took me, like, an extra five minutes. Adrenaline dump yeah. is a strange thing, man. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Really so that, I guess that's what I'm saying is it's difficult to pinpoint exactly what it was, but something mm-hmm. fucking happened that's not normal to just training. I yeah. would say that the adrenaline dump, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah and, I mean, it, even I experienced – side effects of it last night and it's not you know it's just because it's been a long time since i've been to the office you know what i mean so um i've experienced both mma and jiu-jitsu now for the first time and uh the environment being the same and the crowd being the same and everything it gave me very much the same sense that i was back in my mma days you know what i mean so like um i got very much the same experience so um even then i had you know more adrenaline than i normally would for a match because now there's consequences to it there's people watching you know what i mean yeah yeah i think uh, i actually had a super fight in the cage mm-hmm. and i started out very slow so like and it bit me i, I lost yep. that match and uh, i feel like 
like you said, it, I definitely felt the nerves, I believe. I thought I was good going into it, but, I mean, at least I got it out there, hopefully, and not in the cage. Yeah. So I think all that helped, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was just kind of interested on Kelly's take because... No, it, it was a unique deal, and I didn't yeah. feel like I was real nervous. Um, but, like, I've lost my voice just a little bit right now, so I sound a little scratchy. because I was choking the shit out of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I woke up a little sore. Yeah, so I was a little sore, you know, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm somewhat used to being a little sore from jujitsu and shit anyways, but this is definitely a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you went pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, You yeah, felt was- very strong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You were prepared for leg attacks. I was. There was a couple times you tried to position. I, I was frantically like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I tried... Going into some rubber guard, I got into uh, mission control there and was kind of waiting for you to uh, make a mistake with your left hand, and you kind of planted, and I was trying to go for like a triangle there, but you never really made the mistake that I was looking for you to make. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to rewatch the video because in a way, I kind of blacked out. Yeah. Like, not blacked out. But you like, hear but- this guy? You hear this guy? <laughs> oh, man, I can't. Hear- I just black out, bro. No, no, no. Wait, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. I'm not saying that I, if I rewatch it, I'll be able to revisit it and say, oh, I do remember exactly that. But I think at one point you were setting up, I could sense a triangle kind of deal was coming. Mm-hmm. And I was maybe underneath with my hand grabbing your ankle underneath doing some kind of weird little defense I like to do, I think. But I don't even know how, if that's even what you're talking about right now. Maybe. Um, I, I don't know. Do you remember me sticking my finger in your ear? I think I do. You did, actually, right? <laughs> I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talked shit a little bit back and forth. Uh, he told me I smelled like shit. I told I did, him he I, was that, a piece of that shit. That came out of nowhere. I was like, you smell like shit. <laughs> I, don't even, I wasn't planning on saying that. <laughs> and then I hit Kai with the, hey, hey, Kelly, who's that lady in your corner? Oh, yeah, yeah, you did, you did, yeah. And, yeah. and then Kelly comes back with, it's your mom. No, that's what, that's how I started talking about your mom. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, it's yeah, It's your yeah. mom in my corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I look up and Scott Elliott was like two feet from me. Yeah, yeah, they were <laughs> he's laughing. He's cornering you, right? Yes. And he's like, like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> I was making eye contact with people over on the, the side and shit. I saw Hacker. Carlo Kellum, I was like, hey, waving at people, <laughs> just like a fucking idiot. Hey, guys. That's pretty awesome. It was fun. That was a neat experience. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a good way for you to uh, to experience being inside the cage without the danger or threat of, you know, like serious physical harm and stuff. You know, And that, there like, could be some bad shit to happen, but far less likely. Right. I mean, it was a legitimate competition. Yeah, yeah. If you, know, if, if uh, you would have submitted me or I would have submitted you, it, I mean... We would have preferred, I would have preferred to submit you. We were yeah. trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, there's that. But, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just glad that we got to experience that together and that, that uh, you know, it was in a controlled fashion. It's not like you had to go in there and do an MMA fight or, or anything like that because it's totally different beast. But it was fun. To that get was to very be, fun. I agree. To agreed. be part of the show and, and uh, you know. I wore a rash guard from a kid who makes rash guards at our academy, 14-year-old kid. And his dad trains there. His whole family lives there, basically. Yeah. And um, they didn't know I was going to wear the rash guard. So I was out there, and I, like, wore the rash guard, and they were all real excited. Oh, that's cool. cool. There was people cheering for me and shit. When I, had, when I was trying to guillotine, I watched a clip where when I was trying for the guillotine, like, a couple people in the crowd were like, yeah, like, like getting up to celebrate and shit. <laughs> it's funny. The yeah. psychology of people watching. I was talking to BJ about this the other day. Like, Dylan, if you and I... End up in a gym, and we're, like, doing light kickboxing sparring. Yeah. And there's no one watching. That's one thing. 
right? Right. You know, we try to probably be more prone to being under control and shit. Like even if you accidentally hit me harder than you meant to or something, we would still probably not elevate it. Yeah. Or not yeah, as yeah. likely. Maybe it would, but but <clears throat> then you got one person sitting on there like watching. Just one fucking person. <laughs> Just one fucking oh. person. One fucking Every per- time. And it adds some degree. Of that, I just got caught, dude. Not only did I just fucking get caught, we said we were going light, and that motherfucker saw. <laughs> Let your training partner show up with a new girlfriend for the first time. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's, That's the, the best. Place. That's the best. Fuck. You know it's on that day. Oh, my. I have witnessed this. <laughs> that motherfucker's going to show up that day for sure. I've noticed when females try out a jujitsu class, um, <laughs> you, you get the best look for everybody in the class, like, they're one-liners and just Mr. Funny Man. <laughs> you just get the best look for everything. I try to roll with, with the new girls if they do come in, um, but I'd feel like I'm a better one instead of I'm not going to smash them too hard. Or sure, and you're not a gi- giant, too. Yeah, and I'm small, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I understand a little of the small man But you problem. can see, and it's not unique to jiu-jitsu or combat sports, but growing up, a group of guys together act one way. You bring a somewhat attractive girl, somewhat close. Your one buddy's gonna be trying real hard to be funny now, and you know, or the, you know, it's just everybody's just gotta up their game just a little. Oh yeah, bit. oh yeah, it definitely happens. Um, yeah, that's part of it, I guess. It's part of life. That's the primal shit. Yeah. <laughs> Testosterone. What can you do? I watched a special on birds. Have you ever seen shit like that where birds? Um, the reason they fly around and are singing and shit all the time is straight trying to impress bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. They're like, look at me, and they're like doing this crazy flapping their wings and singing and shit. It's all like trying to look real masculine. And also, usually the males are more colorful too. So okay, like, yep. that's for the same. Look at me. It's all reproductive primal shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So do you think that pigeons are actually spy cameras and that's why they're <laughs> just gray? They blend yes. in with the concrete, you know what I mean? They Probably, yeah. recharge on the lines. Yeah, I think so. For sure. Safe have you safe. ever seen a pigeon documentary? No. Fuck I, no, you have I not. I haven't. I would like to. Yeah. Yeah, no, you have not. You know why? Because they're not fucking real. That's right. My I wife, don't know. I've seen a hawk eating one under a bridge before. No, uh, that's what they want you to think, man. That was planned. Yeah, yeah, the government. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. like uh, Flat Earth too, right? No, no, that's crazy shit. Okay, okay. okay. That's crazy talk. No. Okay. But pigeons are spies, bro. You guys, we've got some time. I, Brandon, you okay on time? It's eight forty. I could go till about nine thirty. Brandon, Jesus help. Christ, you okay? Yeah, I'm all right. Dylan, I'm good. Yeah, all right. Um, you guys subscribe to any conspiracy theories? Um, the really the worst one I'll get into is that we could have faked the pictures of the moon landing. Okay, uh, but I, I think, think that's we, pretty right. It's it's slightly like, believable. No, but I think beyond that, right? They've admit. I think NASA's admitted to some of that. Oh, I have think they? Some of it's CGI, right? Oh, I don't. Now, I don't think they're saying that the whole moon landing was fake, but I think that there is some admission at some point that some of the photos used were definitively fake. Hey, and and the, so then, if that's the case, which I think they've admitted to, you oh, got to okay. be like, huh? Why did they do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We admitted to that part, but the moon landing was real. Hmm. Sounds like bullshit. Hey, in the Cold War, we had to swing our dick around, you know? Okay. <laughs> so do you believe that we have been to the moon at all? Uh, I, I want to just out of the mathematical and science aspect of it. Like, it's cool to believe that they did that. Um, but 
you know, it wouldn't, I mean, what would surprise you with the government? You've heard Eddie Bravo talk about this. <laughs> Have yeah. you? Look into oh, yeah. it. Well, he's like, um, what, who's the Armstrong? What's the guy who landed on the moon? Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Eddie, if you bring it up to him, he just gets pissed. He's like, oh, he's a fucking fraud. Look at his Instagram. And you're like, what? Look at his. Supposedly, if you look at Neil Armstrong's Instagram, he's just always bragging about everything he did. And that just pisses Eddie Bravo off. Well, if you ever hear some of the stuff that Neil Armstrong is saying now, he's kind of like going along with the fact that it was fake. Okay. And he's saying that. So they don't know if he's just like. Is that true? Is that what Eddie means? Maybe I that don't know. is. I you don't can, know. Yeah, you can look it up. Like he said, look into it. Um, but yeah, Neil Neil Armstrong is now kind of going along with the narrative that the moon landing was fake. Interesting. It, so it's like it's well, changed. Well, well, if that's true, I think somebody. If has, that is true, I think we've got some legitimate. Uh, combined with the CGI photos, sounds like the moon landing is fucking. Well, I've seen fake. I've seen videos of. People implying that to Neil and Neil getting upset and threatening them with physical harm, and yeah. then I've also seen evidence that Neil has said that he's kind of it's fake. So okay. who knows? You know? No, I've seen him getting real pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who knows, man? Okay. I I enjoyed when Eddie would go on the Joe Rogan podcast more. I did enjoy that. We should have him on the show. That would be cool. That'd be more. Yeah. I I had. I don't know that I've tried to get him on. That would be cool. That would be very cool. You and AJ can yeah. make it happen. Bravo. We'll make it happen. You've hung out with Eddie Bravo. Yeah, a couple times. Okay. Yeah. That would be cool. I think three, three Get him times. to say some real crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah, he'll that trust me. Awesome. It doesn't take long. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take long. Like, he just spouts crazy shit out. Like, it's fucking hilarious. That's man. like Alex Jones, but the thing is, is sometimes some of that crazy shit comes true. Yeah, yeah, be true. Yeah. And then you're like, well... What about the people who were calling? What, the what about the people who were calling them an idiot? Yeah, the whole time. The frogs really are gay. What does that make us think about those people? Right. Well, I mean, you're explaining COVID pretty good. Mm. How much was it they ordered Alex Jones to pay about the Sandy Hook defamation? A billion. Was it a billion? Alex Jones like owns all, owes almost a billion. <laughs> yeah. I interviewed a guy today who wrote a book on why libertarianism. The title of the book is basically. Why libertarians bullshit. Libertarianism is bullshit. And he's real far left like he likes Bernie Sanders and AOC. And it was a challenging interview. Not easy. Jason Dempster did it with me. Black belt from Southern Indiana. And um, that was a very challenging episode I did today. (laughs) That's funny. You did that today? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Kind of interesting one. But I had to like... Say, okay, you think Joe Biden's a good president? He's like, you know, by and large, I think Joe Biden's doing a real good job. And I'm like, I'm not trying to argue with this guy, but I, and then I, at a certain point, I was like, so you think everyone, adults and children, should be mandated to be vaccined, uh, vaccinated? He just goes, oh, definitely. Oh, get the fuck out. So of I'm here. like, you know, and I'm not, I didn't bring him on to argue with him. Yeah. I want to have a somewhat intelligent conversation and learn more Be about his, host. which I did learn a little bit of it. Uh, or I le- learned a little bit about like Frederick Hayek. I got to read this book here soon, uh, Road to Serfdom. Um, but so I did learn a little bit, but I don't know what made me think of it is that you mentioned COVID because he said, oh, everyone should definitely be mandated to be vaccinated. And I had to bite my fucking tongue. I'm like, yeah. And he says, this was his explanation. <laughs> he said, Libertarians think uh, we need smaller government. Well, <laughs> if it was, this is literally what he said. Well, huh? if we didn't have such a big, strong, powerful government, how would we have conquered COVID? 
thanks to big government, we largely defeated COVID. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, man, why did <laughs> I have why. this guy on? Yeah, 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 I don't know, but it was interesting. <laughs> you mentioned COVID. Why did you say it sounds like COVID earlier? Uh, you, you, just crunching you numbers. Me. You yeah, baited me. Okay. I baited you a little. But, okay. Uh, just crunching numbers. It's, I mean, yeah, it was bad for a little bit, but it never was as bad as they thought. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why they kept pushing. It seemed like an agenda, but I don't. I don't like politics a whole lot. I'm pretty anti that. Are it's you? like that's why I love the gym. It's like it seems like you get a bunch of people come together. Politics stay at the door. Who cares? You kind of punch each other or try to choke each other. Um, I never was as big into politics. Brandon, you've known me for probably, like, pretty well now for probably um, four or five years maybe or something. something like that, yeah. And, um, but before corona, you may not differentiate, I wasn't as into politics. Right. I swear to God, I was not. Right. I always voted Republican, but I didn't put much thought into it. And then Corona happened. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What in the fuck? They're just shutting shit down everywhere. Like, and everybody's acting like this isn't a big deal. What? What in the fuck is going on? Right. It did seem like a dumpster fire. So I've had some yeah. people tell me, you know, you were more fun back before you got into politics or stuff like that. And I'm, I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I mean, it's just what you, you see. It's hard. Yeah, like, what if yeah. they just started smashing buildings, like our houses? <laughs> and then p- some people are like, relax. Yeah, I love Relax. That. They'll bail out the huge corporations, like when they're going bankrupt and stuff. But then during COVID, it's like they almost wanted to end all small business. And it's oh, like, yeah. Great. Yep. yep. Small business is not a priority. Then for you them. close abortion clinics, which there's like two in Kentucky, and then ape shit. But what about ah, all the small okay. businesses that COVID shut down? That's, they don't give a fuck about it's that. It's all agenda, so people like to have something to follow, I guess. But To grow the government. Yeah. And I would say Republicans and Democrats are equally to blame for the size of government. Because Trump was in office. Yeah, I don't like any of them. <laughs> yeah, when, when the COVID shit really hit the fan, the worst, the CARES Act, the biggest spending bill in the history of our country. It's like Obama. Trump was the president. And then Thomas Massey, the congressman, tried to oppose it, and Trump mocked him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the Republican. So I'm it's, like, it's funny. Guys, Obama had all the drone strikes, but then you oh, know, he killed way more people. And then Trump is just insane. But then you follow you, people actually get behind them, and it's like they're not doing what they tell you. Like, yeah, it's kind of annoying. But politics is a, a obviously very polarizing type, you know. Yeah. But that's a big part of the Kelly Patrick Show now, admittedly. <laughs> Divide and conquer, right? I guess some people don't like it. I'm sure some yeah. people don't tune into any political episodes. I don't. I don't tune into any episodes at all. <laughs> even when you're people on, people don't listen to this shit. Even when you're on, um, every now and then You'll I'll go back to to listen to an episode that I was on just to make sure I didn't sound too stupid. And I always do. The funniest, um, one of the funniest, is when I had Corey Holbrook, Ben Fowler, Nick Moppin on. And those three and I did an episode, and there was some drinking. Yep. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, there was some drinking, and it was late, and then Nick was like, I'll fucking roll with him. <laughs> and you know, Nick's tough. He's a purple belt. Yeah. But he challenged Ben. Ben's like 6'3", now a black belt. Black belt. Uh, and bigger. Yeah. That does matter. Um, and Ben's <laughs> competed a lot in shit in jujitsu, and so they're rolling. I pull out my mats. I was down in the basement, and... Uh, ben caught him in a triangle, and That's you know, awesome. Nick, Nick is always Nick refu- game. Nick refused to. Ta- did you? Did you hear the end? I did not. Nick refused to tap, 
And you can hear me commentating going, oh, Nick, you got a tap, man. Oh, man. And then, and then he goes, you know, start seizing up and shit. <laughs> and so I'm like. Definitely uh, Nick. That's I'm like, is. I'm thinking like, this is fucked up. We ended the episode right after that. But if you went back and listened, I forget <laughs> what episode. You to him afterwards. We, he, did, he did come to, and then he rolled with Ben again. He almost went out a second time. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, you could hear him kind of season up like the gurgling type noise yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch that one then. You get to tra- train with Nick Moppin much? Oh yeah yeah. Um, he actually in his last fight he broke his thumb, so he had to spend some time off. But uh, he's he's been in there. He helped me get ready a few days too, especially with the MMA. He loves putting the gloves on and punching me in the face. So. <laughs> I remember young Nick. I was his first coach. Oh, yeah? That's- yeah, yeah. So when he very first started, uh, he started under me. And so I was running things over at Hester's. And uh, he came in with a couple of other guys that they were all working at a pet shop together. <laughs> and they all wanted to, like, come in and start training. So uh, Nick was one of the pet shop boys. And uh, he came <laughs> in and, and started working with us. And then I guess he trained for probably about a year or so and uh and took his first fight under me and everything and and I just remember like he was so like just backstage being goofy and smiling yeah. and shit and I was like what the fuck and I smacked him in his face and was like bro get fucking serious man you're about to get in a fight he was just like okay whatever bro <laughs> that's like god damn it we we actually joked about that before the fights they're like some people got to get in the zone and then then feel kind of was like and then he started laughing. And said, well, then there's Nick Moppin. He's the yeah. calmest dude in any room, but he's game whenever. Like, yeah. If you want to fight in the parking lot of Walmart, yeah, Nick will. <laughs> and he'll be just super chill about it. He's like, all right, cool. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go. But I don't know if you saw the episode that Nick and I were on together. Legendary but, uh, episode. We, we drank enough beers that we built a pyramid with our empty cans. And he kept kicking my beer mid over and it talking shit to me. It was just me and me. Brandon and Nick. Yeah, and and he keeps talking shit to me. The more the more drunk we get, the more he like kicks over <laughs> my fucking got, cans. They both got pretty drunk. And I wasn't drinking at all, so I was <laughs> able to, you know. It's so, um, next thing I know, I'm sitting here, you know, doing whatever it is I'm doing. I look up and Kelly's got his, got his phone out and I'm all like, oh, hey, what's up, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I distract Brandon. Hey, man, look over here on my story. Yeah, and fucking Nick <laughs> sneaks up behind me and throws on a fucking rear naked <laughs> choke, bro, and he's going for fucking kill, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, and this motherfucker films it, and I'm over here turning all purple in the face like you. It was real man. trashy footage. It was on my Instagram <laughs> and Facebook story. Yeah, there's like my kids' friends, parents, and people that I know from the Jiu-Jitsu Academy are friends with me on Facebook. They have to sometimes see shit on my story and be like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" That's my favorite thing, though. It's like I want you to look on my Facebook and be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Just see yeah. some wild shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's crazy. Like, yeah, that's. Not boring. Yeah. I, I don't know. You've been called crazy your whole life, then finally you're like, you know what? I'm okay with it. Fuck those people. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay being a little crazy. Yeah. It's better that way. As long as you don't do bad, you know, you're not beating up women. You're not doing bad shit to kids. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's a few obviously li- obvious wait, 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 lines. Wait. Yeah. I mean, you can beat women on occasion. Don't, get, they, don't get me wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Have they signed waivers? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> put these gloves on. When I started dating my wife, Yanni, um, she would be like, oh, you train fighting? And, you know, like jokingly act like she would like <laughs> slap me a little. Yeah. And I'd be like, hey, you know, don't do that. 
<laughs> and so I would take her down and then just give her real gentle little dead legs on her leg. Oh, yeah. okay. And then yeah. magically, after a few sessions of that, doesn't fuck with me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I got in trouble for putting my ex in just a straight ankle lock. She hated that one. Oh, uh, okay. I, I, she was bitter for a while. Uh, <laughs> Did she dab? Yeah, but like she was just like, oh, and then she kicked me in the ribs and then told me not to do that anymore. But I was like, you mean you kicked me in the ribs? That's really probably more damage than a straight ankle lock. One time I was uh, swimming with Yanni, too. We were in the pool in Florida, <laughs> and she started wrestling around with me a little bit. I was like, you know, just horsing around. <laughs> and then we end up underwater, and I'm kind of wrestling around. I think I got her leg. And... um I guess I held her under our accident oh. a little too long. <laughs> she got pissed off. She got pissed off. I, you know, we weren't really even under that long, less than five seconds. And this is why she got an EPO. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, 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 you Kelly you, says he doesn't like women beaters. And then, you know, just in case you ask, try to drown them. That's well, you know, I, I might, I might shake a bitch every now and then, you know, <laughs> I, I hate I hate woman beaters. I, never, I won't beat a woman, but you know I choke one pretty fucking hard. <laughs> Have you seen that video of that guy saying, you know, I don't I don't free base cocaine. Yeah, is that kind of what you're yeah. doing? Is you know, it's, I, it's have you seen that, Dylan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not do a little toot, but yeah. <laughs> by the end he's like just full blown. It's just whatever. That's a good one. You think it's real? I assume not. Yeah, I really wanted that. I would like for that guy to. I know. wanted that one to be real. I think I, I was rooting for that guy. Like it's probably a, it's a comedy take, but I yeah. bet he, he had a guy in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's some yeah. truth to that. Yeah, we've yeah. all known someone Play who you're character. like, hey man, how you doing? He's like, <laughs> great. Been sober for a year, <laughs> and you're immediately like, what was this guy getting into? How, how does this guy like to boogie? <laughs> you know, you you. you and then you get to know that person, and then you're like, they're like, you know, I'll drink a little. You're like, <laughs> sober for, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this doesn't I love, look good. I was yeah. actually We've known a, people like this. I mean, I just do Kratom daily. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Suboxone. <laughs> just every now and then. A little then. mess on Sundays, no yeah, big deal. Yeah. Uh, I actually had a conversation with a dude the other day, and he was talking about uh, robbing houses. <laughs> It escalated to that, and I was like, damn, am I that trustworthy? Like, this dude just offered this information to me. Was he strung out when he robbed houses? I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's Yeah, yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> How'd you know this guy? Let's drill into that. Uh, no comment. No comment. That's, okay. <laughs> that's kind of how Dusty Stingle was when I first met him. He's, like, divulging <laughs> all this information to me, and I'm like, bro, I, like, I, ju I just met you, like, 30 minutes ago. Dusty's like, funny. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know who Dusty is? I, I know of him, but I, yeah, I don't know him. Have yeah. you trained with Dusty much, Brandon? Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, he started out, I guess, with maybe Bad Dog, and, Sounds uh, right. and I was kind of training with those guys off and on a little bit here and there. I let them use my garage for a while when uh, they didn't have a place to train before they had the the gym, and uh, so that's how I met Dusty, and then uh, you know the rest is history. But that's. <laughs> That's why whenever you called me while I was in Florida and said, hey, Brandon, would you like to go to a strip oh, club Oh, I was with, with Dusty. We were headed to Daryl Ray's strip club. And I, and I said, no, man, but I know somebody who will. <laughs> and I hit up Dusty, and Dusty ends up picking him oh, up. Oh, that's me. why I went with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. So re recreate that for me. 
So I'm in, I'm in Florida, and you sent me a message and said, "Hey, would you like to go to the strip club?" And I said, "Well, I'm actually on vacation." Did right I tell now. you it's Daryl Ray strip club? No, you didn't. You just said I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> go to the strip club, and I was like, "Well, sorry, man, I'm in Florida, you know, but I do know somebody who probably would go oh, with you." Okay, you hooked me up with. So Dusty. I messaged Dusty and said, "Hey, Dusty, just spur of the moment was like ready within like 20 yes, minutes." Yes. <laughs> Fuck it, let's go. <laughs> we, go we go to. Um, we weren't there that long, to be honest, but we did make it all the way up there yeah they started sending me photographs like two hours after we had this conversation and it takes like two hours to get there you know what i mean so like right after this conversation they started making this happen yes. they start sending me these pictures of like these black girls all bent over in thongs in front of them. Like, it, was, it was a pretty good place it was a good one it's like is that's a polarizing topic too right what's that daryl ray Oh, between us, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelly. So Kelly gets his champion. I'm gonna choose the rooster now. That's my guy. (laughs) You know, just because he doesn't like Kelly, and and you should reach out to Rooster. I did. I sent him a friend request, and you should also get him into the group. I would at some point like to be able to interview Rooster. I cannot believe he won't come on the fucking show. He's big time in me. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. You know what, man? At first, I was (laughs) giving him a hard time. Almost every one of his opponents recently. I was I, I was giving him off. I was giving him a really hard time at first, you know, and you and started trolling him a little bit. But uh, the fact that he doesn't like Kelly kind of makes me like, oh, you know what? And this guy's <laughs> probably all right. Fuck it. He's repeatedly called me the R word in messages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Messaging yeah. me, calling me retard. Yeah, and I fucking s- love it. Sl- calling me slow. I love this guy, and I've never had a correspondence with him at all, other than just la- I went back and I. I Laughed at a couple of his photos just because, like, he makes the crazy faces and stuff. Yeah. And then one day I came and checked my my notifications, and I had, like, six or seven <laughs> notifications where he'd gone through all of my profile pictures and laughed at all of them individually. <laughs> and I was like, uh, you know what? I fucking like this guy. I like him now. I like him now. He's my guy. And I haven't I haven't corresponded with him since then, but I did send him a friend request, and I'm definitely going to encourage him to listen to this episode. <laughs> Daryl Ray literally just sent me a message. And it's uh, a picture of him his saying dick. that his OnlyFans account will be approved t- between 24 to 48 hours. <laughs> so tell, we have an OnlyFans account. Tell him, take your money. Just take your money. <laughs> it's like I've never uh, paid for OnlyFans before, but, no. you know, I might right. have to. Have you guys ever had a friend who's maybe married and you happen <laughs> to know that they dump good amount of money on OnlyFans? Um, I have. I obviously can't say who it is. I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Do you? And I believe I encouraged this person. Oh, no, you were in a group <laughs> chat with me. Yeah, 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 you were, yes. I forgot about that I angle, may or may not have encouraged that person to do that. So you got all these married guys in a group chat. One of them's like, fuck it. I think I owe him $10. I just $10. dropped $275 on this. Some girl that you guys know. I think I still owe him $10. <laughs> That's inevitably what happens. Yeah. People get the naked pictures, probably. Hey, did you know so-and-so's on OnlyFans? <laughs> I paid. And then you got to say, be real with me. How much did you drop? I think with that one, it ended up being $275. That's a lot more than I thought. <laughs> That's a lot more than I thought. 275 that he admitted to. Ooh. Right. Yeah. You know. Back to the conspiracy is thing. She, so there's more. Is she still around? I don't know. I haven't seen her around in a while. I don't know. That was one of the girls that... Um, the Yanni, block Yanni was accurate for saying she looks like a whore. You should block her. Then she comes out with this OnlyFans. She was one of the block girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yanni had me block her. 
like a year <laughs> prior to her OnlyFans pictures being leaked. Yeah. Did you were you there during the Block Girls season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen some on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really. I think that was all Hannah, because right, that was all mostly. Hannah. You did yeah. uh, everything with Hannah. Uh, I did. I don't think she was on our season. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, I did it right after her. I believe she was entertaining. Is she still in the group? I don't think so. I was blocked, but we officially squashed the beef after my fight. He came up to me and said we should squash the beef. So I was like, all right. Who, Avery? Yeah. You know, Avery actually sent me a message today. Yeah. Oh, I'm wow. going gonna, gonna to probably talk to him. So uh, That's awesome. Yeah. I haven't I haven't responded to it yet, but that's cool. And then he was like, let's drink or something. I'm like, eh. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Yeah. It's an interesting topic because what happens with me is um, obviously politically we have some different views. Yeah. Which and you're very homophobic. <laughs> Very. I think, I think it should be illegal. <laughs> Punishable under Obviously. law. <laughs> no, I don't advocate for any laws. Actually, like Wild West. Guilty. I would say <laughs> obvious. I would say that there should be like murder should be bad. Yeah, I think uh, so. Stealing, pedophilia. But if you hurt some, if you don't hurt someone or fuck with a kid or steal, yeah, who cares? So vandalism. Um, but there's some gray area there, like yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. technically speaking, Dan- I do believe in private property rights. So, so a lot of anarchists don't; they're more communists, which doesn't really make sense. But I, I would I lean toward Murray Rothbard, which is like private property with anarchist principles. So everyone can own things. But you're right, vandalism. That was a good point, Brandon. Vandalism, destruction of a, that that would fall under the category within the libertarian philosophy of violence. That counts as violence. You destroy so someone's property, that's violence. Spray painting is violence. Yeah, you're destroying someone's property. That would fall under the non-aggression Harmful principle. Words. But what if it was the government's property? Like, what about on, like, bridges and stuff? Well, in my world, there's no government. Ah. Uh, so well, then there the, are no roads. Then, no, uh, yeah. there, there can be roads. Yeah. Where's the infrastructure coming from? Um, Our infrastructure kind of sucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, Everybody but I mean, brace yourself. no government. Like, yeah, private companies. Oh, get out of it here. worked for the railroad. Oh, brought to you by Pfizer. Li- okay, but listen, that's uh, in a way better, although they're subsidized by the federal government. So, I mean, that's basically the government. Um, the government's sus- subsidized by Pfizer. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> they, yeah. they really are. That's yeah. Fair. That's a good way to put it. But I would say in a libertarian type or anarchist world, you could have private companies have incentive or you could join an association. You're paying 150 bucks for fire, police, you know, you can get some packages. I think some competitive nat- competitive organizations could come together. We're like, look, we sponsor this little part of town. We have this road. You pay $189 a month, covers in case your house burns down, in case, you know, you need police. Uh, you need this or that. It's all in one package. You have private entities then competing with each other. Yeah. So you call up a government agency right now, and you're like, hey, my garbage can's broke. <laughs> I don't give a f- <laughs> Right now, they're like, fuck you. Oh, whoops. And then they drop the call. Shit like that. That's how it happens with government stuff. And if it would be accountable, private stuff, I mean, you could like leave a negative Google review. You can't leave fucking Jefferson County employees negative Google reviews. No one gives a fuck. Yeah, they, you can take the survey after you call them for fucking three hours, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's my (laughs) anarchist rant. Okay, but Avery, so we disagree politically. Which, and you're very homophobic. I would like to say that actually my father has always been very Republican, went out of his way 
to raise me from a very young age to talk to me about some people were gay. He made it very clear that I knew he had gay friends. So I've actually, and my mother's like a lefty Democrat, like it, very open and like, um, you know, I guess you could almost say progressive. My mother's like a very accepting person. So I actually have never been homophobic at all, to be honest. Um, but I, he's never said I was. I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> no. So Avery and I have different political views. We should be able to get past that, right? Yeah. Surely. Surely. Grow the fuck up, <laughs> Kelly. I didn't realize you had beef with him, though. Dylan, let's hear more about that. Uh, I was blocked right after doing the all-star version of his show one time. Uh, we got into it. I'm not good at holding back like what I want to say. And he is good in telling other people. So <laughs> um, that was kind of annoying. But then, like I said, we squashed the beef. So I think it's all good. I would – maybe I should unblock him on Facebook. We'll see. It's always good to hear. I'll do the same. Maybe we should do an episode, you, me, and Avery, or us four. Oh, yeah. I'm open to that. I mean, I don't want to be here for it. But. Whoa. Whoa. Is that homophobic no, or racist? No. <laughs> which, one, which one is that? Ableist. You're a retard. <laughs> because of what, Ro- because of what Rooster called me? Yes. I felt kind of like, to be honest, I felt kind of like Rooster's been called retard multiple times and slow, and then he felt very sensitive about it, so he took it out on me. Wow. And he was he kept saying, you're so, really slow, aren't you? So you he think kept he's messaging projecting? Me. I think he's heard that. And so he was taking it all out on me. To be I'm just being honest. <clears throat> Could be true. Yeah. Wow. That's very uh, <laughs> insightful. Brandon, you've done episodes with Avery and I, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I have. It's probably been a while. Yeah. In its current incarnation, the Kelly Patrick Show has been around since 2019. <clears throat> yeah. You were getting involved right about then? Yeah. Yeah, right after uh, Doc left, I guess. Did you, you come on with Doc and I? I don't think I did. Okay. I think it was on the radio show. You were on the radio show with at with the same everybody. time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, as a guest. And then always a guest left is when I came in and when Doc stopped helping out with the radio show. There's all sorts of drama always behind the scenes for everything, Dylan. And and Kelly, you know, is always at the center of it. Yeah, it's kind of the common denominator. He's the tea brewer, huh? Yeah, always stirring the pot. It's way more uh, enjoyable to be in the know. All right, here's one of my sayings: If when I die, you can say Kelly Patrick said this. Someone else may have said it. I might be stealing it from them. I don't care. There's two types of people in this world. There's people who enjoy hearing about gossip. And then there's fucking liars. (laughs) Right? People who say they don't like hearing about gossip. I'm like, okay, I won't tell you then. (laughs) And they're like, oh, what was it? Yeah. Anyways, what were you going to say? It's like I can't, it's like I wish I could say I didn't like gossip, but I'm addicted to Facebook, so I think the lie detector would determine that's a lot. There's a difference between liking gossip and being like an actual piece of shit and stuff like that, right? You can enjoy drama and shit. Yeah, like Dylan likes gossip and Kelly's a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm going for. That's what I'm going for. Thank you. Yeah, so there's the difference. Are those, 
Yanni's flip flops. No, those are mine. Them? Actually, those are men's. Those are very feminine. They are. My mom got them for me. Are you sure they're men's? <laughs> I am. I and think she actually, let you use they're, they're, her flip flops, and no, you just they, wore they them. They do on. look very feminine. I agree, but they fit me very well, and they're they look smaller. Like she I didn't gave, think they fit me when I first got them. Yeah, but supposedly that's how they're supposed to be. Yeah, they're Did, pretty. You got those from the hot I think yoga there's like class, seventy bucks. These are like yoga type sandals. Yeah, yeah. H- Havaianas. Those are definitely women's. <laughs> they're comfortable. <laughs> hey, if they feel good, rock it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Maybe he's more comfortable with masculinity than you. Ooh. This can this can be a slippery slope like, oh yeah, I'm gonna wear a pink shirt tomorrow. Uh no, I wasn't I wasn't and gonna a go thong. there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A pink thong. <laughs> and just like that we've reached the end of <laughs> how, how are we on time? Um we're at an hour and a half. We got twenty minutes. We've lost all of our This is a fun episode. I have I haven't point. done quite as much episodes just like this. As of late, to be honest. Train wrecks? Train wrecks, but it's fascinating. Like, for the local scene, you get to talking to cool shit. Like, you're, you had a big fight last night. That was a significant moment in the history of your life, Dylan. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to do it for a long time. Arguably the most exciting hard. thing you've ever experienced in your life? Up until oh, up until now. Until the show, right? Until this show. Yeah, yeah. This is Being now the most the- exciting thing that you've ever done in your life now. Right. And I'm sitting by some dudes that were on the main card. Right, yeah. So, Celebrities almost. I mean, we signed autographs. Hey, I got to sign one too then. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Sorry, I didn't mean to take that from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My Facebook profile now has Kelly Patrick, host of the Kelly Patrick Show, pro athlete. Because <laughs> I got paid $100 for that last night. Hey. <laughs> you got paid more than me. Wait a minute. You got paid? I haven't, you know, he's sending me my check, actually. I left <laughs> early. Fuck. Do you not get your check? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, he's trying make, to get a I second I just didn't one. make that much money, man. They paid me 100 because I'm a big deal. Yeah. Do you get your uh, ticket proceeds? You know, I, I, I have no idea what's going to happen with that. I did ask everybody on my post to put Todd Pickett's name. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Then they probably just gave it all to Todd. Yeah. It's very nice of you. They probably would have anyways. Like from Gracie. <laughs> You know, Todd's Todd's fucking living he's that cool. life. He's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's living that life. He's yeah. making the sacrifices. He's working a like a factory job type stuff that works well with his training schedule. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm like doing the hobbyist type fun thing. Yeah. You know, it's a different deal. Different Todd. strokes for different folks. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm Todd's twenty. I'm forty. You know. I'm right in the middle. I'm at thirty. Yep. You can make a run. Uh, we'll see. It's fun, so uh, I love doing it right now. What's the long-term goal with the martial arts? Uh, I Really, I just want to push it as far as it goes, but I think I could be competitive in jiu-jitsu at the very least. Um, hopefully. you know. There's some different ways to do shit like what you, you've done. For example, Graham Gordon, he kind of was enjoying it, real into fitness, got into kickboxing and jiu-jitsu, and he had one MMA fight. He's sitting at 1-0. Who knows if he'll ever fight again? Right. But he trains all the time. Yep. Big part of his lifestyle. I think Khalil Roundtree started at like 25 or 20, somewhere around in there. So I was a little older than him when I started, but, you know, some people do it. Uh, we had Glover Teixeira at the gym to teach a seminar. He won the belt at 42. That's crazy. So, Brandon, you go to that? Yeah. You did, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brandon was there. Yep. It was pretty cool. Um I should have used that re- wrestling move he taught us. <laughs> that was awesome. You know what's funny is going through a fight camp, 
which is in effect like a three-week little try to mentally try to get ready for specifically Brandon. Um, I tried to work on a couple things that like I don't normally do as much. Yeah. Didn't fucking do any of it. Like nothing. <laughs> no right, adjustments. Right. Exactly what I did in the cage is exactly what I would have done a year ago <laughs> on the spur of the moment. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can't tell for sure. Right. But the fight camp thing is interesting because you do have a specific focus. So I did get to work on a couple things that now I get to try out when I'm doing some actual training, you know, uh, in over time, maybe implement them into my game. Yeah. Does that make sense? So what were you working on specifically? Um, just trying to like end up on top. I was trying to work on, a, um, okay, one of the things unique to what I could have done last night is when I got your head. Instead of blowing, <laughs> blowing my load, yeah. which I did immediately. Oh, yeah. I felt it. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> no. Instead of going nuts with the choke immediately, <clears throat> burning my arms out maybe, um, I could have, you know, switched off to a little like a gable grip behind your shoulder, try to use it for a sweep. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that's one realistic thing that yeah. maybe, in hindsight, maybe I could have had some luck with. Instead of going nuts right away, you knew the choke was... At least there, you were defending. You know, you you were doing a good job with your jujitsu of chaining it together. You were trying one thing, yeah, kind of going to something else. I didn't quite do that as much. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think competing though regularly, yeah, makes you want to do that. And sure. I, and I, I've I've always been one to rather get the sub than win by points. Mm-hmm. But again, I tried to wrestle way more in my fight camp and uh, coach was working on me with wrestling and stuff, but I freaking played guard. No, me too. I was working on a single leg. Yeah. Didn't even humor the idea of fucking doing any of that. <laughs> yeah. You you end up shooting, and then I would do react. But, I mean, I wasn't doing anything as far as initiating wrestling. Right. But I did work on some co- – I worked on a, a single leg with Jamel, actually. Um, and it's cool. I could see it working. It seems to be something that could work potentially in my game. It worked yeah. for me. You did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you get a single leg? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, I think I might have gotten a couple. Because I did get a couple of takedowns on you. And then oh, once yeah, I yeah, sat yeah, yeah. butt scooted towards three, you. Yeah. And, Probably you know, three so. takedowns. Yeah. Because even if you're initiating it and then I pull into the guillotine, that's a fucking takedown. Yeah. yeah. Pussy. Two points, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's two. That's six right there. Yep. Um, I mounted you. Mounted me. Yep. You had my back. Took your back. That's four and four. That's eight. Yeah. That could be fourteen right there. Yeah. Right. Mount and back. You had my back. Yeah. Right. You had both hooks in. Mm-hmm. Did you? I think so. Okay. I know I had to defend the uh, rear naked choke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I smoked you. <laughs> Except you know. The personal the, the, the moral guy, victory if no, you survive. The guy okay. who everyone views as the most credible when it comes to wisdom <laughs> locally is Tim Gar. Oh, oh, okay. I, Everybody's I like, oh, you need advice on something? That's your man. He's been married three times. The sage. Yeah. <laughs> He's been married three times. I've been married twice, Dylan. I have not been married. Okay. Brandon, you're just one. Just the one, yeah. So one Tim, done. Tim obviously has got us all beat there. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, knows what he's doing. I think Tim knows your dad somehow. Yeah, 
Yeah. My dad frequents Smyrna Inn. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's where Tim hangs out a lot. Hey, my, no, no holds barred on this episode. Might as well mention this. Uh, there's a guy who's a regular at Smyrna Inn. <laughs> I don't even, can't remember his name. But he wears a uh, heavy set guy, wears a blue t shirt in there a couple Fridays ago. <laughs> Did you see this? I showed you this, didn't I, Brandon? Unfortunately. Okay? Yes. Everybody's friends with him on Facebook. Oh he goes God. to the bar. Everybody knows him. God. See him wearing his blue shirt. He goes home, must have gotten real drunk, and starts taking pictures of his own dick and putting them on his Facebook story. <laughs> And then everybody's like confronting him about it. Fortunately, Tim Gar showed me screenshots. <laughs> I got to see screenshots of it. How can I identify and, and that? The, and then Tim also showed me because his wife's the manager up there um, of Smyrna Inn. Tim also showed me video footage, time stamped video footage proving he was wearing that exact outfit that day. <laughs> so it was definitely him. Then he made a post claiming he was hacked. Uh, and it was clearly him with the blue shirt. <laughs> Alcohol, man. Sometimes it gets you. <laughs> Sometimes you get a little wild. Yeah. Yeah. If I had a nickel. I, I, I added him on Facebook after that. He hasn't accepted it. And then I made a fake post well, he's saying. He's probably in jail. One time somebody, know. somebody posted something on the Kelly Patrick show and it had like people watching fights and like real wild. Um, they seemed like they might have been from Fairdale. If <laughs> oh, yeah. But I try to add them. I never got them to add me. It was kind of oh, you just go through and add some real trashy people. Yeah, because somebody somebody shared the reels and I, and she like shared her Instagram handle in the reel. And I'm yeah, like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I do that. I, I'm here for a shit show. If someone's gonna be real trashy, I want to be their Facebook friend. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's, That's probably why back. people are not friends on Facebook. <laughs> That's why I added Dylan. No, there's got to be crazier, crazier people than you on there. I'd say meth and like benzodiazepines. <laughs> if you're taking meth and a bunch of like Xanax, I should tell you what, what I do in my spare time. Then, yeah, <laughs> I'd say it's a pretty rare. You correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon. For someone like Dylan, who's pretty disciplined, competes in jujitsu a lot. Just came off his amateur MMA win. Brandon, you tell me how rare is it for that person to be like a heroin addict? <laughs> it's it's pretty rare, but... Um, You've seen it? I have seen people fall off. Yeah. So, But they're not on their game when they're like that, is no, what I'm saying. No, 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 no. So statistically, someone who's training and taking it as serious as Dylan. Yeah. You see painkiller abuse? Actively... I don't... Painkiller abuse? I don't really even see that. I don't know. I assume it exists. You guys think painkillers is a big deal? In pro wrestling, I know that's something completely different, but yeah. they, that's a big one, yeah. I imagine in MMA, the, the biggest things are going to be people smoking weed, uh, people doing performance-enhancing drugs. Sure, steroids, um, testosterone. And then every now and then, the John Joneser who's going out and doing a little bit of cocaine every now and then, you know, just a little toot here and there. But uh, I'd say other than that, it's probably pretty mild as far as drug use goes in the MMA community just because, you know, other than performance, you have to be pretty much a super athlete. That's what I mean. To perform, yeah, yeah. you know. So, if you have a, a serious drug addiction problem, like I know I did when I was younger, you had uh, a serious drug addiction. I did. Yeah, I was on Xanax when I was younger. Oh, well, you've said this on the ep the podcast. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I had a pretty serious problem with it, man. And there's no way that I could have ever performed at any kind of functional level as an MMA. Fighter. What ages for you? Um, I'd say I was probably between 
20 and 22 maybe it was pretty short-lived span a couple years though Uh, but yeah it was a couple of years and uh had some pretty terrible experiences throughout that time were you drinking also um not often but sometimes i would too man i've been there and alcohol and benzos yeah shit gets wild yeah 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 so like if i didn't have enough to last me or something i would like instead of taking two i would take one and then drink with it you know what oh, I oh mean? you're blackout city you wake so, up and oh yeah, you're yeah. like what happened Yo, where am i absolutely yeah, yeah. I absolutely didn't know where i was at dylan you ever been there uh not with that but I, in college i definitely i drank a lot too much probably i don't okay. think i was ever happy doing the engineering thing Probably. Oh, you were studying engineering? Uh, yeah, I have a degree in engineering. You do? Wow. Holy I shit. stopped doing that to work at the gym. Um, okay. <laughs> do you work at the gym? Yeah. Didn't know that. That's what I do full-time now. Wow, um, that's cool. Yeah, and so that way I can work around noon. noon cl- I basically take all the classes we offer. Um, that's cool, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're kind of living, living a... a a good life, healthy. I think I'm happier now, so yeah, that's yeah. what really matters, you know. If you can manage your finances and shit, get it to the point where you're like, you know, you got your debt under control or whatever you have going on to where you can do that, yeah. I would argue that's about as fulfilling. Yeah. Am I wrong? It feels good. It yeah, does feel it, good. Um, you know, and I try to push people to do more at the gym too. I mean, because it's kind of, when you work there, you quit engineering to work there, it's like, come on, come to the gym more. Mm. But I don't have kids or anything either, so. Now, when you see someone easier. your age who's 30 years old, maybe you grew up with them, they're working at a bank, yeah, okay? Yeah. And they're like, hey, Dylan, <laughs> maybe they make fun of your car. Right. They're like, look at my car, and they're driving a kind of fancy car. Do you ever think, man, I wish I was doing that? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> I'm not, what I'm not they, really what if, materialistic at all. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm cool with having shitty shit, really. Um, um I drive a Kia Soul. It's it's not bad, but <laughs> I used to, I called my old car the Meth Mobile because it looked like <laughs> pretty shitty car. Mobile Lab. I drove. Yeah, I think I got a lot of speeding tickets in that thing because they were like, "Hey, no, that's true." My <laughs> cop friends have told me the shittier car you drive, the more you're getting pulled over. Oh yeah. Um, they just statistically say you're way more likely to be doing drugs Uh, (laughs) and like one time i got pulled over i'm pretty sure he thought i was definitely tweaking because i was i was leaving the gym in my car it's had the paint peeling off in multiple locations uh dodge neon i think it was 2001 um and i had no shirt on because i was leaving the gym right you're still sweating uh (laughs) and my hair was all spiked up because i go through phases where i shave all my hair off then i let it grow pretty long until it gets on my nerves just Okay, okay. (laughs) But then, um, then I got pulled over, and I'm pretty, yeah, he, dude had his hand on his gun already. uh. (laughs) He's ready to pull on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You weren't resisting or giving him any trouble. You were being very polite. Yeah, yeah. uh, I kind of, he sped up close to, I was getting off of an off-ramp, and uh, there's a red light there. So I was ahead of him by like a little bit. So I just tried to speed up. He tried to speed up to match me, and then so I like stomped it and got in front of him at the red light. So I didn't. Mm. Have, cause I was in a turn only lane, like the ramp turned into a turn only lane, and he almost like tried to block me. I was like, well, "That's a- for a second there, you got a little pissed at the cop." Yeah, a little. <laughs> but you didn't show it in person when he no, got out. No, right? no, no. He approached my uh, passenger side window. They do that sometimes. It's like a just to throw you off. Definitely scared me. Uh, but I told him I had to. Uh, I had to get my wallet out of my gym bag because I was leaving the gym. 
to show him my license or whatever. And that's when he's like, well, if I see steel, I'm blasting. I'm like, don't have a gun in here, dude. Wait, wait. If he said, <laughs> that's he a said, very he said what? Life. He said what? He said, if I see steel, I'm blasting. Like, Holy if he's seen shit. A gun. So he was just warning you he's ready to shoot you. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Fuck yeah, man. I like that guy. <laughs> On heads. Well, in a way, I don't know. Maybe, who knows? It's probably better to say that instead of just actually then, you know, give even people a full, you know. Yeah. Maybe. As long as he doesn't, I guess. It sounds like he, shit really elevated quickly. But then, then yeah, I was like, okay, then I'm going to go slow. Yeah, what are you supposed then to do? After, then? after that, he was pretty cool, but. So anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> I, I got pulled over. <laughs> when I'm in my car, I always have mouthwash. So I'm like putting mouthwash in my mouth, driving. Yeah. Just for some reason, I have mouthwash in my mouth all the time. Get pulled over one day. And I'm like, right as I get pulled over, I'm like, oh, fuck. If I swallow this, this might this has alcohol in it. Right? So yeah. I don't want to have alcohol in my breath. So I fucking open my door and spit it out on the sidewalk. Cop thought I just vomited. <laughs> <laughs> I forget how long I was there. Oh, I forget funny. exactly how long I was there. I'd exaggerate if I tried to guess, but... It fucked my night up. You had to do multiple sobriety. sobriety I had also just left the gym. I was completely sober. <laughs> like completely. All sorts of sobriety tests. A backup cruiser came. I mean, like, I don't know. It sucked, but that's funny. Well, good stuff. I think we covered some very, very good things. Uh, Dylan and I are both reuniting with Avery. We'll do an episode with him soon. I love it. Big news. That's awesome. Dylan, you, we do an episode with him? I'm mad. I would have to think about it. Okay. Well, we'll consider that at a later point. Brandon, before we wrap things up, anything you want to mention? Fuck you. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Do, no, that's it. Okay. Dylan, any any social media plugs? Anything you'd like to mention? Uh, come try out the gym at Area 502 MMA. I still haven't made it to the new location. Right. Yeah. You come roll with us. I need to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do it. Okay. You need to come do some armor combat. I You've been talking about it. Yeah. It Have you talked fun. about it? You come do it. Have you talked about it, Don? I, I showed interest. It seems kind of fun. You showed a little interest there. So I was like, yo, what's up, man? Come on. Have I ever expressed interest in doing it? No, you're a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I haven't expressed interest in it, so, you know, I'm just saying if Dylan has... I mean, so at first he was like, so is it like the first thing he messaged me? He's like, so is this like kind of like a furry thing? And <laughs> Do we get to like, bang each other? And I was like, no. And he was like, okay, never, never mind. mind. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> no, thanks. Tell me if the format changes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could choose some content or something. Get that yeah. OnlyFans rolling. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I used to troll <laughs> furry groups on Facebook. I should get back into it. Speaking for of sure. that, it's actually hilarious. Uh, <laughs> after the fight... I got added a, an account on Instagram called uh, something about choked out, but it looks like all their pictures are <laughs> some some what two males choking each other in pretty erotic ways. Seriously, okay, <laughs> you okay. gotta sh- take a screenshot and, then- and share that in the group. <laughs> Seriously, right? Okay. <laughs> they oh. want to feature you on there. Yeah, the, they the, definitely for your they- fight. <laughs> they want to have a zoomed-in photo of you choking your boy. <laughs> Have you, they've done some weird shit with MMA. Have you ever seen like? Um, I think <laughs> they're I saw, gonna at you. Man. <laughs> some people get like naked chicks to fight each other. Have you ever seen that? Oh yeah, yeah, that shit's crazy. <laughs> I mean, no, I've never no, seen no, that. Never have not ever. I'll send you the link. <laughs> 
All right. Well, guys, thank you very much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having us, man. Always a good time. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Of course, we will have another episode of The Kelly Patrick Show out soon. Thank you.